Welcome back to Digesting Dark, where we're tackling the Netflix series Dark one episode at a time. For this podcast, we watch season three, episode number six, titled Light and Shadows, and we are here to break it all down for you. I am Zach Brooks, and I am joined by the mirror version of myself doing the same thing that I'm doing, Aaron Brooks. Hello. Hello, mirror. Yeah, uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. We saw lots of mirrors in this episode. I won't steal your other line, but... Uh, oh, Martha, you... Martha, Martha, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, the the episode with all the Marthas, that's what we can call this one also. Yep, welcome to the... This will be a episode from me you'll hear more I don't knows than any episode, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, welcome to Digesting Dark. We are not the Dark Expert podcast. We are the unofficial companion podcast so we're going to be confused with all of you try to work through it here a little bit and maybe have a little more clarity by the end of this but yeah, no uh, promises I do think that I have a little bit more clarity after watching it a second time and putting a couple pieces together which I think we can talk about right up top because it was things I just did not get the first time while I was trying to uh, consume what was going on on screen yeah um just uh, I think I, I I do I did like this episode, but this is what I what I feared a lot of season three was going to be, which was a lot of just overly large concepts that are supposed to be mind bending and mind melting, but get to the point where I just am kind of a passenger, which is I think the name of the song that is played at the end of that. Oh, I didn't note the uh, name of the song but that would make sense because there is like the the traveler you know saint christopher the traveler who takes you on these on the travels yeah yeah so i mean i think that these are supposed to be confusing concepts they're not supposed to be easily graspable that is part of the idea so i think i'm supposed to be feeling how i'm feeling yeah just like how you told me after i was actually after episode three that you were like this is how you're supposed to be feeling i do think that you are supposed to be very lost at this point and just not able to track what's going on, not able to track all the different versions of characters that you're seeing. And I, I think that that's all intentional. And, and much like I was your passenger after episode three, I think you could be my passenger after this one. And uh, I can help guide you into the light. Yeah, let there be light. Yes. So, uh, of course, on this podcast, we are going through dark one episode at a time, discussing each episode with no future knowledge for the rest of the season so we have not seen episode seven or eight yet we've only seen through episode six make sure you don't miss an episode of our podcast by subscribing on your favorite podcatcher of choice apple google spotify player.fm any of those fun podcatchers you also can subscribe on youtube as well and we do have a youtube page where we upload these podcasts so you can subscribe on there Uh, we even though there's only two more episodes of this show proper we do probably will have more episodes of the podcast we definitely are going to do a feedback show before the finale and i'm assuming we'll do at least a couple feedback shows after the finale and uh, maybe some other bonus content along the way so stay subscribed so that you don't miss anything and send us your feedback at digestingdarkpod at gmail.com you can email that in just make sure you put the episode number or if it's more general feedback uh, let us know in the subject line what it is so we don't accidentally get spoiled by anything in the future and we're planning a feedback show between episode seven and episodes eight. So we're going to we're gonna record our podcast discussion for episode seven on Saturday, July 4th, Independence Day, and American Independence Day, that is. And then we will do the feedback show either Sunday night or sometime on Monday, uh, the 5th or the 6th of July, 2020. 
So get your feedback in for that. And then we will move forward after that into the finale of the show in episode eight, sometime at the beginning of next week. Yep. Looking forward to it. Yeah. We're on the home stretch. It's uh, I, I like was dreading watching this episode because you know, each episode that you watch is one step closer to the end of the show. And yeah, I, I'm I love okay watching the show, but I just, I don't want it to go away. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, this one, obviously, we had a lot of big concepts, as you mentioned. We had a lot of different versions of the same character as well. Um, I think the, this is the first time I can remember in uh, Dark where we've had that musical montage at the end, and then we do not have a scene following it up. The show just ends with the end of the musical montage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I... I I guess that is kind of bound to happen. And in the way that these episodes are structured, I'm, I keep thinking towards the series finale and, you know, they're probably going to have some big musical montage at the end. And then will we have a, a kind of cold close final scene after that musical montage, or will it be like this where it just ends at the end of the musical montage? Yeah. I mean, the only other episode that ended similar to this is the season two finale with the apocalypse. So it ends oh, with the house exploding. But to- uh, we do. Yes, it does. end like that. And there were a lot of definitely this tied a lot to the season two finale. But at least in the season two finale, we got Martha showing up and saving Jonas out of the house. Yeah. So we did have something after the music, whereas this was musical montage. And then Martha is screaming into the abyss and the end of the episode. I thought it ended with Magnus and Francesca at the lake. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the- that was it. It, it did, but it's still like the end of the musical montage. There's not really any scene after. Okay. Uh, that, that's kind of how I consider it a little bit different. Okay. Uh, so, you know, some, some big stuff that we want to talk about um, before we get into it. I guess the first is the ninja, the three ninjas. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, this is the child of Martha and uh, alternate Martha and prime world Jonas and We've seen them a lot this season. They're trying, they were getting the pieces in place for something. It appears that we know now what those pieces were in place for. They were getting things for the uh, power, the nuclear power plant. And on the first watch, I was very confused by what they were doing. I don't, I, how did you feel about what they were doing at the end of the episode? Um, I mean, I thought I had a pretty good grasp on what was going on there. Okay. Cause it wasn't until the second time that I watched it. And I realized that everything we were watching was them in 1986 in the prime world, in the, and the alternate world. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to kind of piece together that the middle-aged version of this character was in the alter or was in the prime world and the old and young one were in the, were in the alternate world that helped me really kind of grasp what we were watching. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought I got that pretty well there. Yeah. And they give you some hints with the side of the, the side of the mouth that the scar is on mm-hmm. uh, as well as the color red is obviously the alternate world. There's a lot more red. And yep. in the prime world, the color is yellow. So yeah. that also helps. Yeah. Um, and I, now, now, you know, we've talked a lot about the scars flipping sides and different, different things mirroring in the two worlds. I think that might actually just have been like a style thing that was in there to help us. So when we would see things that were, when we would see things that were reversed and mirrored, it was just a way to help us differentiate between the worlds. I don't know if it's supposed to be like literally in one world, the scars on the right side and in the other world, the scars on the left side. 
Yeah, I'm not too sure. I have a hard time tracking that, to be honest. So I haven't thought too much about that. Yeah, I had to go back through my notes to identify. So um, in the when the scar for this character, when the scar is on the left side of the lip, uh, if we're looking at it. So when we're looking at the at the screen, the, the left side of the screen, if the scar is on that side, it means alternate world. And if it's on the right side, it means prime world. OK. Um, and yeah, and, and I actually even wrote down in my notes, oh, this is the 1986 thing that we've heard all about. That is what created the God particle in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's what they're that's what they're causing to happen. Yep. So I didn't realize that. I thought when I first watched it that they were in like they were causing the apocalypses in 2019 and 2020. And that was not the case. They were actually causing the 1986 event. That is what leads to the. Uh, the creation of the passage yes the uh the the creation of the passage and also the whatever's in the barrels the god particle that's in the barrels the season mm-hmm. yep so um yeah and and it's it's very easy to not catch that we've had references to something happening in the summer of 1986 a lot and it was only because it's actually alexander mentions it to um to somebody in this episode, I have it in the notes, so that it, it, he either mentions it to Bartos or to, to Charlotte in this episode. And that's what kind of clued me in that, oh, it's this this particle in 1986, which leads to a lot of creation of the time travel devices. And it's the fuel that powers the apparatus. It's the, it's the, the portal that we see that Jonas works with. Uh, all of that is created because of this particle, which the seed the origin created so you know they call it the origin because this character is the one who will be responsible for creating this particle in 1986 yep so that that kind of once i realized that we were watching kind of another bootstrap paradox right like this character never could have been created without the particle but this character was the one that actually created the particle in the first place Mm -hmm. so that that definitely helped me and i do think that a lot of stuff that's still unanswered we will learn, but we're getting that way. We're getting closer to it. Yeah. No, I, I feel pretty, pretty spot on with that. Yeah. Uh, another thing that, you know, I think that, that ties that together is that both apocalypses are created when that God particle is released from the barrels. Mm -hmm. So that happens at two different times. One of, one of them, it happens in 2019 and another, it happens in 2020, but both times the barrels were opened and that particle opens. And then we see the big mushroom cloud form and that's what causes the apocalypse. Yep. What I am not sure about is, uh, is Martha's. So we had multiple Martha's in this episode. We, so we have one that we have a scarred Martha. So we can call her Scartha if you want to differentiate her. We have Stranger Martha. We have Eve. We have present age Martha who has not yet gone back to save Jonas. And then we have whatever version of Martha it is in 2053 in the prime world that's in the cage and then is tied up by Jonah by Jonas slash Adam at the end of the episode. Yep, who's pregnant with the origin. Yes. So that's the that that one is pregnant. So what we don't know is does that one become Scar Scarface Martha, Scarred Martha? Yeah, we still don't know. I mean, she has the scar on her face. Uh, the she doesn't yet, though. Right. So is it like that? Whatever's going on that Adam is doing to her is what creates the scar. Is there something after, or is this similar to what we're seeing with Jonas, where 
you know, it's there are two Jonas's. There's the Jonas who goes back to the alternate world with Martha, but then there's the Jonas who never goes back. That is the one that grows to be the stranger and Adam. Yeah. So that because we we did see that Jonas is back. We see that version of Jonas in 2020, and he's working with Claudia. Yeah, I mean, with everything else mirroring themselves so much with Jonas and Martha, I would lean towards that, actually. Yeah, so I think that there could be an event that Martha gets the scar on her face and does not go through what we see her go through at the end of this episode, and that's the one that gets sent back to the alternate world and works with uh, the other two Marthas. Yeah, I like that. That makes yeah. sense. So the, the switch, they do, they do give us some terminology for it, the switch. Mm-hmm. the other thing i was wondering is so we've heard a lot with katarina's mom saying the babies that you send away they go to hell and uh, katarina's mom thinks that you know one of her babies that came back from hell was katarina in the last episode that tried to kill her yep so is this third world that adam mentions which is something that we've talked about we thought there might be a third like a third world uh you know we have alternate world we have prime world and then paradise which is what you called it is that third world is that where the seed is getting sent so it's not you know while adam thinks that he's killing this baby he's actually just sending it to some other world or, or maybe even sending martha with this baby to some other world to create it yeah, that's what I think it's definitely. Yeah, that's what I think we're going to see next episode. Mm. So, okay, so that, yeah, because this baby has to be born somehow, even though Adam thinks he's killing it. Yeah, and then it has to be able to exist and live in a, you know, in this world where no one else would be able to see it. So that would make sense if it's another world. Mm-hmm. And he never gets a name. He already says he never was named. Right, because he was never born. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so we, yeah, I, you think that's going to be the next episode is what we're going to see? Is that? I would, I would, I would think so. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I try not to even think what could be next just right. because I, there's no way I would have been able to predict most of this mm-hmm. before seeing it. So the idea of trying to predict moving forward, it seems a little bit, uh, Jonas of us. <laughs> yes. Uh, trying or to try. Yeah. I think it, it, you know, I do think that we what we are watching is is we're we have to see Adam and Eve come together at the end of this show. So, mm-hmm. and whether they come together in that third world and they're creating their paradise, or it's something else, I think that you know that's the real big missing key. There's smaller missing things still, but that's the real big missing piece right now that we have mm-hmm. is we have not seen those two characters interact. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the... Oh, actually, before we get into the episode itself, let's see if we have any feedback uh, on our last podcast. Uh, Rashawn Jones wrote in about season three, episode five, and he said the um, the pocket watch. Didn't in episode two, 1888, Tanhouse said that he got the pocket watch for his wife who died and her name was Charlotte. I could be wrong, so I'll have to double check. I do remember him talking about that watch, though. Um, I'm not sure if it was Tanhouse who said the old man that was with Tanhouse. Right, it was the old man who was with him. Yes, Is I that, think he was, was that also Tanhouse. We don't know yet who that was. You okay. thought that, at the time you thought that it was his father. I thought it was like a caregiver. And like okay, person. Yeah, so I still do think it's his father. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and he did say it was for Charlotte, which mm-hmm. is why I think at some point someone else took this pocket watch and misidentified it as being for 
the Charlotte we're familiar with to manipulate her to do things. That, oh, that, interesting. Okay. Could I, be so, that her name's not even Charlotte. Kind yeah. of like a Katerina situation where she well, gets they, identity. They, yeah, they do have, so the baby gets gil- delivered to HG Tanhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I, I think that the baby was still named Charlotte because Elizabeth knows, you know, it's that bootstrap thing where Elizabeth named baby Charlotte. Okay. But yeah, so, and I was thinking that, I, I guess, I, I think at the time, actually, it would be interesting to go back and listen. That was like less than a week ago that we had this podcast. I believe I said I thought that that was going to be old man Peter. Mm-hmm. And it does not seem like that is going to be uh, correct anymore. Because I think Peter yeah. is probably dead in both worlds now. Yeah, I think so. We had a couple things written in about the uh, the showrunners of this show. So both Archmaster Rennie and uh betsy witt wrote in and they they gave us a little bit of background which you know i didn't really want to google anything just because i didn't want to accidentally stumble on any spoiler spoilers uh but we have the showrunner is baron bo adar and he's a man and yatye freeze she's a woman they are actually together and they're the showrunners they're a couple so uh that those were the two people that that are really running the show and i think we've referenced them before and probably never really pronounced their names right so adar directed all of the episodes in all three seasons and freeze has been the writer or co-writer on all of the episodes in all three seasons so archmaster rennie points out that that is why the show feels so tight and consistent because it's had the same showrunner and writer for every episode of every season and uh he points out that he's not sure if there's another major show where that's the case. Even Mr. Robot, which we've referenced, Sam Esmail directed all the episodes of season two and season three, but there were different writers that were on there. Yep. I mean, it's not, that's nearly unheard of. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much impossible to do. So. Yeah. And, and Betsy points out too that, uh, you know, Yatje Fries is a female German film producer and screenwriter, not male as we had been implying. And she is married to Adar. And so she points out the dark really is a family affair just for them as well, in addition to what they're putting on screen. Yeah, they're the Adam and Eve of this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and another really nice another really nice note. She also says that the actor who plays adult Peter Doppler and the actor who plays young Peter Doppler are actually father and son in real life. So that would be why they look so similar. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Betsy is writing us from Germany. So thank you, Betsy, for writing in with some of that context. That's helpful. Yes. All right. So that is the feedback that we have from our last podcast. So let's dive into this one. We've already talked about it kind of at a high level, but we can talk about it scene by scene and see what kind of stuff we want to talk about. So we open with the end of season two, and we are seeing the alternate track here on the end of season two. Jonas is with Martha. He promises her that he will make it right. And the mushroom cloud explosion is coming. Jonas runs to the basement. He leaves Alt Martha on the floor. And the this actually was a dream that the stranger was having, but it is indicating that the stranger never remembered this version of Martha because he was never visited by alternate Martha. So mm-hmm. this is this is like a parallel track where this version of Jonas stayed in 2020 and lived and lived there instead of going to the alternate world and, and thus being killed. So this is our way of keeping Jonas alive. And that's how he becomes a stranger and, and then becomes Adam. Yep. 
And that did remind me, it makes a lot of sense because uh, when, when we saw them at the end of season two, when Adam kills Martha, he tells Jonas, he says, you have, you have two choices. You can either come after me or you can save her. And we didn't know exactly what that meant, but it does seem like he knew that this was going to happen, that this alternate version of Martha was going to show up and that Jonas was going to have a choice to make. And the choice ends up diverting the timelines. Yep. So then let's see anything else in just that part before we get to the stranger himself. No, I think that that covers that part. All right. So the stranger, he wakes up from that nightmare, which we've seen, you know, lots of characters starting these episodes off waking up from the nightmare. Um, He, he sees the letter and he finally reads it. And the letter was from Martha and, she says, you promise to make everything right again. I know you will never give up. There is a way to get out of this maze and save me, but we have to make sacrifices and do un- unthinkable things to untie this knot. Um, we see the three Marthas. We, so we have Scarred Martha, Stranger Martha, and Eve. They're all standing at her version of the God particle. And in the letter over them, it says, a knot, a blood red thread in the light and in shadow. And then we see Celia locking up a version of Martha in 2053. So this is the version of Martha that has already gone back, helped deliver Jonas to the alternate world, and then has been in 2053 with Adam and has now been made aware of the the fact that she has that baby growing inside of her. Mm -hmm. So it looked to me like Celia, and and we now pretty much have it confirmed that this is Celia, that this character is Celia because Adam says Celia and Agnes. Yeah. So Celia didn't look like she had a scar on her face to me during this scene. It was just a little thing. I okay. think I still saw it. Yeah, because I was looking for it. And both times that we see her in the caves, you can't see the scar. It's now you darker. Yeah, you definitely can see it when she's when she's marching Martha with the gun. So it just made me wonder if there was like two versions of Celia there that were like a year apart. And one had had the scar happen and one didn't. I thought it was still there. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, that would make more darker. sense, but um, yeah, it, I was I was curious about that. Yeah. And so uh, Celia, yes, yeah, Cecilia is locking Martha in the cage. Adam is watching on over the God particle, and the letter continues. You must let me die, and it says, "You and I are perfect for each other. Never believe anything else." And then we see a set of hands looking at the letter, and to me, those looked like very old hands. And so I wondered, and we had seen Adam, like the way it's edited makes it seem like that actually could have been a shot of Adam reading the letter, but then we cut to the stranger reading the letter. Yeah, and then he burns the letter. He, he burns the letter, but then at the end of the episode, Stranger Martha replaces the letter with another one. And they show Adam holding the letter later in the episode. Oh, they do? Okay. Um, okay, so maybe this was like a clue that... Yeah, they show him reading it. Mm-hmm. They show when it gets to the end... Um, you and I are perfect. It zooms on. It's, it's Adam reading it. So, is are both letters the same? That's how they're portraying it to be. Yes. Okay. I just wondered if maybe they maybe these letters are some sort of manipulation, sort of like what you brought up with Charlotte earlier, where the the that version of Martha is writing a letter that Stranger Martha is going to deliver, and that's what's going to set Adam on this course. They both could be forms of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Even if they say the same thing. Yeah. Um, Because it does seem like, you know, we're watching this big game of chess between Adam and Eve. 
yeah. really that and that's like the big stuff that's playing out here where they think they're playing against each other and they're probably playing right into each other's hands exactly they're playing into each other's hands yeah um i also noticed that with the stranger we see him a couple times in this episode we never see teenage bartos magnus or francisca yeah i noticed that so we don't know where they are they can't travel um because he hasn't gotten the time travel machine working yet but mm-hmm. um yeah i wasn't sure where they were All right, so then in alternate 2019, it is now uh, November 8th, 2019. Martha arrives back at her house. She's in her yellow jacket. And it's the day of the apocalypse in the alternate world. And she starts freaking out about the blood. I think she kind of is putting together what happened and like that she just interacted with three other versions of herself. And, uh, And Magnus walks in. And says Katarina had been crying and looking for her all night, so she had disappeared again overnight. Nobody knew where she was. And somehow this clues into her that Bartos was right. Bartos knew that it was the end of the world. He brought that up when they were outside the caves. He was right this whole time. And um, and Martha says the nuclear power plant in the containers are going to be the end of the world. Bartos's father is covering it up. Magnus says Katarina doesn't deserve any of this. He's standing up for his mom. Yeah, and says that he's done with her psycho crap. He says about Martha he's done with her psycho crap? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Because she tells she tells Adam later in the episode that he's insane. Yep. And uh, then uh, after Magnus leaves, Martha, Martha looks at the coin. Um, I think the coin also could be a clue as well. Because Adam takes the coin off of Martha when he has her... Uh, at the end of the episode when she's going yeah. when when he's giving her the like otherworldly abortion i guess you can call it mm-hmm. but the version of martha that we see return with the scar on her face has that coin still yep it's definitely an indicator yeah um and i do wonder so we saw that you know we've seen that they're, what they think is the end ends up being the beginning. I wonder if what Adam is doing where he thinks that he's ending this baby's life is actually the beginning of the alternate world and he's creating this alternate world. Yep. I think so. I think yeah. that could be. That the end of the end of this the end of Adam's world is the beginning of the other world and vice versa. Yep. All right. So then uh, this is where I came up with my notes with Scartha. So Scartha looks at the coin and uh Yes, this is where I was like, okay, so she still has the coin, but then Adam at the end of the episode takes the coin. And uh, the other Marthas are saying, he had to die in both worlds. You were all wrong. And the stranger Martha says, just like Jonas did to Martha a, a couple episodes ago, I know the feeling. So that empathy is, is one way to really get through to Martha. And her future self obviously knows that. Yep. And like when they look at the picture of Adam and Eve at this point, nearly all of Adam and Eve are gone. Yes. Like it, they nearly disappeared. Yeah. Basically it's up to their shoulders has been burnt. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like the look of where they are. So they're in like the Martha headquarters, the Eve headquarters. Um, but it's after the apocalypse and there's sand everywhere and it's really light. I think it's just like a really cool design compared to the dark version of it that we saw earlier. Yep. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that the apocalypse in the alternate world, that leads to a much brighter and lighter world. And the apocalypse in the prime world leads to a much darker world. Mm-hmm. So that those differences, I don't know if we're ever going to get any explanation why it's like very sandy and like desert like there now and dry. 
So uh, Stranger Martha tells her that she will learn to accept her fate as has been determined. And yeah, and then we, and then we see those Adam and Eve pictures as well. Yep. Then we go to 2053. So we have Martha in the cave. She has the necklace around her neck and Adam enters. This is also where I put together that really we are seeing, like we've seen the number three a lot. We've seen three different versions of, of characters. We've seen past, present, and future. We're even now seeing three versions of present day Martha. So it's it's getting like we're getting like a three within a three now where we've got we've got Martha before she goes back to save Jonas. We've got Martha after she's gone back to save Jonas. But while she's waiting for uh, while she's in Adam's cage and then we have Martha that's returned and has a big scar on her face. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even if you think of it as the the three the three life cycles that Eve brought up where we have loss of naivety, loss of innocence and loss of life. You, you even could look at those lifestyles, life cycles like that as well. Yeah, I agree. So Adam enters and said, uh, you promised me there would be a way to change everything. So that the apocalypse doesn't happen. You lied just like my older self did. So again, this made alarm bells for me go off where it's like, yes, Adam and Eve are not so different. They think that they're fighting for two different sides, but they're going for the same goal, it seems like. Yeah. Adam brings up uh, Sigmundes, old tan house. He, they both believed uh, that they were creating a paradise without destiny and with no pain, a world outside of both of their worlds. So this is, you know, he's talking about this third world that, that we've wondered if would come into play, that it wasn't just the alternate world and prime world, but there's a third one as well. Mm-hmm. And he said, he's discovered what this third world is. It is unending darkness where nothing exists. But the apocalypse must happen in both worlds. And he pulls out the ball machine and then leaves with that. Yep. It would be interesting to track that ball machine and see if there's just one or if there are multiple of those getting passed around. What do you think? I don't know because Bartos has it towards the end of the episode mm -hmm. when he meets up with Bart. I think there's multiple. Yeah. Um, because also Magnus and Francisca have it and the seed has it as well. Yeah, I think it's multiple. It's probably a simpler, smaller machine so that they can have more of them, maybe. Mm -hmm. Then we get back to the alt world. It is now six hours to the apocalypse. And Alex is on the phone with Obendorf talking about the containers. And I guess he had told Bartos that he was going to stay home with him that day. Um, but he tells him that he actually can't anymore. He needs to go deal with something. And he, he does, uh, for some reason, decide that it's time to tell Bartosz that Hannah has been blackmailing him about something that happened a real long time ago. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we make decisions that we can never undo. He tells him that his real name is Boris Newald. So he, this is the first time I've ever seen in either of these worlds uh, Alexander admitting to what, what the truth is about his life. Yeah. And he says, he says that it was an accident. So this happened in... Did this happen in the summer of 1986? Could we see could we see this maybe coming up in the next one or two episodes? Whatever happened with Alexander slash Boris? Yeah, I'm sure it's connected to this. So, yeah, uh, it does seem like it's really one of those loose threads that doesn't have any connective tissue anywhere else. So, uh, if you know, if we are in 1986, where the three ninjas are between the two worlds after they just uh, had this incident, maybe 
maybe there will be something with Alexander. Maybe Alexander was is going to have been on site when this happened, and that's why he's so interested in the nuclear plant to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like he was familiar with Claudia in the when he arrived in the first season. Yep. Bartos asking him some questions, and I thought it was interesting the way that this was phrased. Again, this might have been a translation thing, but Bartos says, does mom know about this? Mm-hmm. But in this world, Regina is dead. Well, probably before she died. Yeah, right. But he wouldn't he say, did mom know about this? Why would he say, does mom know about this? Like, she's still alive. Probably translation, I would think. Okay. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I was just, I just wondered if you picked up on that. Um, I, I didn't. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I thought I just thought it was interesting. It, it, it probably is a translation issue. And especially given the way that this episode ends, I don't think there's anything else. But I just wondered if maybe this is a world where Regina isn't his mother or something. Just because the way he would, you wouldn't talk about somebody who's dead in the present tense. Well, they showed a picture of her on the family. on Right. Regina's there. Yeah. It's just, so, I mean, even, even then uh, Alexander responds and says, your, your mother is the best thing that ever happened to me. I never told her the truth. So uh, it just struck me as odd that it would be in present tense. Yeah. I, I didn't catch it, but I'm not yeah. sure. All right. Uh, so then Charlotte and Hannah go and visit Ulrich or Charlotte visits Hannah and Ulrich. She goes to their house and she wants to talk to Ulrich about something, uh, but Ulrich's in the shower. And we get some some kind of classic devious Hannah where she's very possessive over Ulrich. Hannah asks uh, how things are at home. She says, Ulrich belongs to me and that that will never change. So Hannah says, Hannah says that to Charlotte. She's kind of uh, kind of threatening Charlotte. And then Ulrich comes by. So Ulrich and Charlotte are going to talk. And Hannah says, come by with Peter while you still can. Now, she's referencing the fact that she's about to give birth, which at that point I was like, oh, come on, we got to see her give birth soon. She can't be like far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also just like a very threatening way to to kind of let Charlotte know that she knows about their affair. Mm-hmm. Ulrich tells Charlotte, don't come, uh, don't come here unannounced anymore. And she, but she's there because she has the analysis of the penny and the, the version of the penny that was around Mads's body and the version of the penny that, that Helge have are the exact same. Yep. So without Thanks a world time travel. Right, exactly. So she's starting to put together that, uh, that it's time travel. It seems like a big leap to say that that's time travel instead of just being like, oh, there's two, like it's weird, but that does move the story along pretty well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so this coin obviously is going to have to go back and get put around Mads' neck at some point in the past. Um, But we we don't know where that is yet. We don't know how that's going to happen yet. Mm -hmm. So Ulrich takes both versions of the penny and says he's going to go see Helge, who's in jail now. And, um, and I wrote in my notes, all right, we're going to get a lot of time traveling all at the same time, which is going to cause this apocalypse. Good call. All right, so then uh, alternate Martha wakes up, and she's got the coin around her neck, and she looks in the mirror, and uh, she sees the scar on her face, and for whatever reason, she's inspired to cut her hair. Now, did you realize that this version of Martha and the version of Martha who goes to rescue Jonas, that their hairs were different lengths? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't either. So that was, I thought that was, that was like a, an interesting touch that she cuts her hair. And I mean, she does look more like the Martha that we see go, uh, 
go back to visit Jonas, but it was just one of those things where um, I didn't, I just did not even pick up on that. And I wondered if it was just me. Yeah, I agree. No, I didn't really notice it either. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Yeah. So she, she cuts her hair and um, maybe it was just her reaction to, she had blood in her hair from Jonas the last time. That could be why she did that. Mm -hmm. All right. So Katerina wakes up. And uh, when she wakes up, Martha is looking over her. Martha's dressed exactly the way she was the day that she goes back to get Jonas at the end of season two. And we have a, or I thought it was a really nice moment between Katarina and, and Martha. Obviously, it's the last time that they're going to see each other. And, and Martha's asking Katarina if she believes in fate. Katarina says, sometimes we take fate into our own hands and decide what road to take, which really kind of ties in with this whole theme of making a decision and creating an alternate path. Yep. And then Katarina says, just because things are different doesn't mean they're bad. Right. It says a lot of things are different right now, and that's not necessarily all bad. Mm -hmm. And Martha says she has to go. She says she promised that she would do something. And that promise, of course, was that she promised Jonas that she would make it all right. She would fix this. Of course, by doing that, she's probably going to end up causing it, which is what people do in this show. All right. In 2020, in the 2020 timeline, we've got Claudia looking at a picture of Jonas and um, this is in the bunker. And she then looks at the book that her, uh, her other self gave her. It's the map of the power plan. It's got the God particle in it. It says, follow the signal. And then Claudia enters the, the room in the power plant um, which is where the incidents have happened that created the apocalypses. And there's a small bright light in the middle. So it's a lot different than the black circle that we normally see. Mm-hmm. Claudia reaches out and someone tells her to stop. We're not sure who that is. And it's Jonas. And even Claudia yep. is surprised that Jonas is alive. Yep. All right. So, um, yeah. And so we don't get anything else with them right away, but we do have, uh, we have scarred Martha writing a letter to Jonas. who says, why is he alive if I murdered him? So she's kind of asking the question that all of the audience is asking, how can there be an alive Jonas? And Eve finally starts explaining this idea of a switch point, that there's a point in time in the loop that causes him to run one way or run the other. And at this time we're actually seeing the two scenes play out one where alternate world Martha arrives to save Jonas and one where Jonas does not, is not visited by Martha and runs to the basement to save himself. Mm-hmm. So you would think that if there's one where Jonas has a switch point, there's probably a switch point for Martha as well at some point. Yep. And then it goes into talking about both realities exist overlapping each other and repeating endlessly. Yes. Quantum entanglement. Yes. Quantum entanglement. So one triggers the other. And um, she talks about how there's different edges on the line as well. So kind of different. There's the inside loop, the outside loop. And um, that's that's kind of how you can think about the different versions of, of these characters who have made different choices. Yep. Adam's tried to sever the loop for 33 years. Every, you know, every step we, um, yeah. Yeah, he's tried to sever it so the baby won't be born. Uh, but Eve says, but that's impossible. Now, the way Eve is talking to Martha is like that that baby is still in Martha's belly. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I don't know if this scarred version of Martha maybe does still have the baby in her belly or if Eve doesn't realize that Adam would have whatever Adam did to Martha um, to remove the baby. Although you would think that all of these characters would remember what Adam did Mm -hmm. if they went through it. Well, maybe it's kind of a similar situation to Stranger and Jonas. Right. That was kind of where I was thinking, too, is that... um, is that it could be a, a similar situation to that. And this is the switch point for Martha. Yeah. And Eve says, our worlds can never be disconnected. Every step Adam takes is guided by us. And, and this is where I was reminded of the, when she's talking about the switch point, that how Adam told Jonas that he could either stop Adam or he could choose to save Martha. Mm-hmm. And this was right before this switch point came. So maybe Adam knows more than we think, and Adam knew that there was a switch point coming for, for Jonas. So they each trigger each other. So what triggered the alternate world was also the thing I wrote in my notes. Yeah, good point. All right, Claudia and Jonas, uh, they're looking at what's... Uh, Jonas is telling her that this this circle that she's looking at is what's left over from the God Particle, from the incident. And... Uh, Jonas has seen how this works uh, because he was there in 2053, so he knows how to get that. Now, we don't know if it's the same material, but he seems to think it is. He knows how to get that working, and he says then he can go back and save everyone. So Jonas still thinking that he can change what happened in the past. He wants to know how Claudia knew Jonas would be there. Yeah, he's starting to like not trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do think that, you know, the thing to remember here is that this takes place three months after uh, Martha is killed and Jonas runs to the basement. So Jonas has been in Winden after the apocalypse for three months, and this version of Jonas has been, we don't know exactly what he's been doing, but he's been in the power plant for a lot of this time. He probably went right to the power plant after everything happened. Yeah. And Claudia refers to the apparatus and um, they're talking, and she says that it's what they need is what's inside of it. So they need the God particle liquid from the barrels to to work the apparatus. Mm-hmm. Appreciate them calling it an apparatus. That that's easier than like what we've been calling it. I feel like because there's so many different time machines in this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then they go back to the bunker, and they see the machine there. It doesn't work. Um, Claudia kind of gives a monologue that I don't really quite understand what she was talking about, even though I watched it a few times. She says, for things to change next time, it doesn't have to be this way. And you and I both brought the liquid into the cave and the variable could change. And then Jonas says, I don't want to wait 33 years to see if it'll work. Yeah. I just don't really know what she's talking about here. Yeah. I mean, maybe who, I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, what do you, you don't have to know what do you think it is? Maybe who causes the, you know, who start, you know, who opens it. Maybe it's not Jonas. Maybe it can be someone else who opens the passage and closes the passage. Oh, that it could be a different character that, that does the yeah. passage and that's the variable? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. calling it variable, anything could be different. Right. Yeah, because I was confused. I don't remember Claudia and the stranger really ever interacting. Mm-hmm. I remember older Claudia and Jonas and Jonas and this version of Claudia earlier on interacting, but I don't remember her really interacting with the stranger and in ha- which incident she's referring to. Maybe that's the guess that the stranger's rushing out to see in 1888. 
Oh, could be. Um, so maybe they're meeting in secret. Yeah. Well, and there was, they did both visit HG Tanhouse at different times in the first season. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe some of that in, in addition is, is the like missing pieces that we have here. Yeah. All right. So then we see alternate Martha at uh, Bartos's house. And I thought this was like, kind of reminded me of when Claudia visited Bartos's house, like walking out of the, walking out of the woods and seeing him there. Mm-hmm. So she wants to come in uh, and he's talking about how 33 years ago, uh, something happened that caused the strange matter. And Bartos tells her how Alexander helped cover it up. Um, or I guess, it's, I guess it's actually Martha telling him that. And uh, she says it starts and ends today. So we're seeing uh, for some reason, she decided to go to Bartos and get Bartos to help, I guess, probably to reach Alexander. Mm-hmm. Then at the police station, we've got Ulrich in the coroner. Uh, Ulrich is looking at Mads' body, and he's asking, much like we saw in season one, where he's saying, is there any way it can be preserved? Reminded me of the frozen steak conversation that they had. Mm-hmm. And He notices the chin. Yep, and he even notices the scar under the chin as well. So, uh, so that's how he knows that it's Mads, and it's not just some kid dressed up as Mads. Yep. And then he immediately goes to Helge's cell, and He's talking to him. He says, the boy in the bunker looks just like Mads. And then Helge says, she said, I must send him to the future to fill the gaps. So we don't know who she is. Maybe it's Eve. Uh, do you have any prediction on who she could be? Who could be referring to? Um, I would assume either Eve or maybe Claudia. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could be Claudia too. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and then Helge says, I must stop him. So then he switches from she to him. And Ulrich says, who? And he says, you. So I think we definitely have to see whatever this situation is in the next episode or in the finale. Yeah. Um, Something happened, and we saw in the first episode of the season that Helge said to Ulrich, uh, why are you you still alive? Because younger younger Helge probably saw this version of Ulrich die. So yep. that's my prediction is that we're going to see, we're going to see Ulrich go to the eighties of the alternate world following Helge. And he's going to try to stop something, but he's going to end up causing it. And Helge is going to see all of this. And then Mads is going to get kidnapped and sent to the, to the future. So yeah, it, I like that. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be, it'll be similar to what we saw with Helge with child Helge and Ulrich. But it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be really fascinating because that stuff with the 80s and the 50s where it's the smaller kind of like the smaller things that cause other things to happen, it's just easier to wrap your head around. Yeah, so I agree. That stuff, that stuff is really fun to watch. Yeah. All right. So then uh, Bartos and Martha, uh, Jonas, they are talking about how Jonas is dead, um, but it was another, it was another you who killed him. So this is Bartos is kind of re- responding back to Martha and uh, reacting to what she said. And Martha says, Alexander cannot be allowed to open those containers. So Bartos tries to call his father and we have Alexander at the plant. He sees the phone ringing, but he doesn't answer it. And he calls Charlotte to tell her to come to the plant so he can show her something. And Alexander's still looking at that bag. Yeah. Not going to get rid of it, I guess. Yeah. So I guess he just wants to keep reminding himself of uh, his past. Don't forget your roots. Right. Um, 
And then we see, uh, finally, we see the return of the three ninjas. It's been at least an episode since we've seen them. They're looking at the God particle in the cave and uh, they turn it on. And I noted that we see young and old go into the time portal and then medium Colt has the ball machine. So of course, by the end of the episode, we know where they're going, and this makes sense if you if you kind of pay attention to the clues that the medium three ninja cult three ninja is in the prime world, and the other two are in the alternate world, and that would be why he needed the ball machine to travel, and they just needed the portal to travel. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, in twenty fifty three, Celia lets Martha out and says, "Adam's been waiting for you." And we have another character being lit. Uh, being following some sort of light. So she's following the light from the gun, the flashlight that's connected to the gun. It's leading her her out of the caves. Celia tells her to take off her clothes and get undressed. Um, and then we see Martha in there with Adam and she's asking where all the others are. And he lists off the different pairs of people that go. He said Francisca and Magnus, uh, Charlotte and Elizabeth, Agnes and Celia says we sent them all to fill in some gaps so that you get here into Adam. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Agnes and Celia traveling together though. Um, I mean, don't they show them at last episode getting ready to travel together? Or am I- yeah, well, yeah, but they hug, but then only Agnes goes into the, goes into the portal. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he sent Celia at another time. Of course, Celia is the one who's walking Martha out to the portal. So mm-hmm. I was, I, maybe there's another version of Celia that we didn't see, an older version or a younger version. Um, yeah, it wasn't clear, but, you know, I did appreciate that at least he said that because now we know that Celia and Agnes, this is, these are the two pairs. We know we've seen them on the family tree and we have it pretty much confirmed that the Scarface is, is a character named Celia. Yep. And then Adam says, we have waited for this moment for a long time. You know what to do. So he says it to uh, Francisca and Magnus. And, um, oh, actually, the last, scene might, the last scene might not have been when he lists off the pairs of people. But I do think it was, they do say that that, that same line about uh, chosen to fill in some gaps, which yeah. actually. Yeah, it's repeated. Yeah, it's repeated. Uh, it's the same thing that Helge says to Ulrich. Mm-hmm. That um, I need to, that we needed to stop. Ma- we need to send Maz to the future to fill in some gaps. Mm-hmm. So this idea of filling in gaps is uh, it's a new concept in this show. Then in the alternate world, we have Francisca and Magnus. They're at the lake, and Francisca is asking about the birds, the light, and the boy in the bunker all mean. And. Um, Magnus is saying how Martha says the apocalypse is going to happen today. And we have a nice moment between them when they say that, you know, if the apocalypse is going to happen, they're happy that they'll die together. Mm-hmm. Very romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was, they have a nice, if that's the end of their storyline in this world, it was, it was nice. It was a nice close. So Bartos is uh, biking Martha over to the plant. I thought this, I don't know what else they could have done, but it was like very silly that she's sitting on the back of his bike and like her feet are dragging on the ground. Yeah, it was like reverse ET. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, so there's uh, there's that metallic beat sound, which we usually only get when the three ninjas are around, but it didn't seem like they were actually around at this point. Yeah. And Alex and Charlotte they go to the plant, and uh, in the power plant, in the alternate world, the suits are red instead of being yellow. Another another area where I was really clued in that if you see red, that that indicates a certain a certain world. 
Yep. Then we see Helge going towards the caves. He's saying tick-tock, tick-tock, just like old Helge usually does. Ulrich, Ulrich is following him. And uh, just like in the first season, when when he was about to go into the caves, he calls Charlotte and leaves her a voicemail to let her know about Mads. Um, she doesn't answer because she's in the power plant with Alexander. And in season one, when he calls her, she doesn't answer because she's in the bunker when he called. Mm-hmm. Then we see older Francisca and Magnus. They stop Bartos and Martha. They stand in their way as they're trying to bike through. And they say uh, that they came from a different world. Your older selves lied to you. They want the apocalypse to happen. They're responsible. And there's a way to change everything, but you have to trust in Jonas. Mm -hmm. So he knows where the origin is. And this is, I think, probably the first time she, she heard about this promise that he'll tell her where the origin of everything is. So they, they pull out the, uh, the ball to travel, to travel between worlds. And they say that they're going to take her into their world and save him. Um, and she wants to bring Bartos with her. And they say, he's not one of us. He's one of the others. They will save him. So I thought this was interesting that they said they will save him considering he gets saved by one of Eve's people. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that when they say he's one of the others, it means he's on Team Eve versus being on Team Adam. Yeah, I think that's probably what they mean. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, so then Eve says, it's time. Adam's moved all of his pieces into position. It's time that we do the same. So she's giving her like rah-rah speech to her team of people. She says, the knot has given all of us life and we are its keepers. A group of people, he'll never be able to untie this knot, uh, no matter how it ends or how it begins in both worlds. Yep. I think she refers to it as the knot of destiny at one point. Yeah. Uh, she does refer to destiny. Yep. Um, she says, we are destiny. And then she starts talking about the labyrinth, too. She says, we raise up the walls of the labyrinth. Yeah. So at this point, old Martha, I made a list of her going to each person and what she said. Okay. What did you yeah, at old Martha, she's telling middle-aged Martha this at that point where she says um, to raise the walls of the labyrinth and extend a hand as we are connected. Mm-hmm. Then she goes to Bartos, tells Bartos, you must save yourself. Um, yeah, you must, say, um, you must save yourself uh, to save our lives. Mm-hmm. Then goes to Claudia, says you must guide yourself to be our eyes in the other world. Mm-hmm goes to Egon, says that you must uh, create your past to preserve your family tree. Mm-hmm. Goes to older Noah, says you must bring your love. And then as he, she's telling older Noah that, looks at younger Noah when saying to make everything different. Right. The only way to destroy um, the only way to destroy the yeah. Yeah, she says each darkness is followed by life with death. With each death comes life. Yep. So, you know, I think there's a ton to break down with this. If this is like Team Eve, for example, Um, who, you know, who we have that are the people that are Eve. So it seems like everybody we have are people who have died in the other world, except Bartos. Well, even Bartos actually has died. Yeah, Bartos dies in 1921. Yeah. And uh, that's confirmed here. That is the same guy. Okay. I, I was going to go back and check. That is the it same is. actor. I, I yes. figured it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and Claudia, of course, is killed by Noah. 
mm-hmm. and um, Noah is killed by Agnes. And we do in the second season, we did have Agnes choosing the side of Jonas and he says, you've chosen the correct side. So I don't think there's anybody who's on team Eve. That's also on team Adam and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like it's it, like, these are, these are their two armies basically. Yep. Uh, I really liked seeing Egon back. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, he looks a little different, but I think it's just that he's shaved in this world. Yeah, he's a little cleaned up. Yeah. I was like, oh, is this like an even older version of Egon? But no, I think it's just a, a shaved Egon. Yeah. Looks a little nicer. Um, yeah, and so we can go through what each of them do when we get to that scene, but I'm curious what they're actually doing and what they're creating. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll break them each down when we get to it. So then in 2053, we have Adam and Martha, and Martha says, you brought me into this world, which is an interesting phrase because that's basically like what you would say to somebody who gave you birth. And he has her tied up and she's asking, where did you send the others? Okay. So this is when he lists all the pairs of people. He says they are fulfilling their destiny. They are sustaining the cycles lives. Yep. But we don't know where they went, but he sent Celia and Agnes somewhere. And he sent Francisca and Magnus somewhere and Charlotte and Elizabeth. And he says the origin must die, but can't be killed in normal ways. We need the energy of both worlds to destroy it. And the machine will concentrate the matter from both worlds. Absolute annihilation to destroy the baby. There is no hope, no salvation, no paradise. And he rips off the coin off of her neck. And then he repeats the line that we've heard so much in the show. We're wrong, you and I, in your world and in mine. Yep. I noticed that as he's walking away here, she calls him Jonas. Yes, she does not refer to him as Adam. She calls him Jonas. And I think that she also does that when he's in the cave as well. Mm -hmm. So I also thought um, at this point, I actually wrote my notes. I said, here come the ninjas. So I was kind of expecting that they were going to kill him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was wrong on that one. Do you have anything else from this? Mm, Nope. Okay. So then Eve says, uh, the beginning is the end. And uh, the ninjas arrive at the bus stop. And they're in both worlds. And this is, it didn't take me, it wasn't until the second viewing that I realized it was 1986. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can tell by the way the bus stop looks that it's 1986. Did you, uh, did you notice anything interesting on this scene? Um, no, just the different, the slight differences between the worlds, but nothing too crazy. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was, I I don't know if it was intentional, but like the red and the green light are completely out of sync. So when one goes red, the other one goes green. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was intentional. Yeah. And um, also the way that the two shots mirror each other looks a lot like the intro to this show. Where it looks like a kaleidoscope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I definitely got that vibe through this scene, like when the doors open and close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even when they're just standing there and they're looking, it's it's like completely mirrored from each other. I just thought visually it was a really the way it was styled was really really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So then um, we get our montage and we see uh, Elizabeth. So the the ninjas are in 1986. In one is in the prime world, and the other two are in the alternate world. Elizabeth in the alternate world is walking. And she sees Noah, and I noted that she was in a red jacket. And then we see Egon outside of the cave in alternate 2019. 
got Claudia at the police station in 2020 in the Prime World meeting with other Claudia. We have Bartos. He is being saved by older version of Bartos. And so I did put in my notes. Is that the same man from the beginning of season two? Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right. And uh, slick. I said that that's a kind of a slick looking Bartos. He kind of reminds me of like, what's that video game where uh, the guy like, tr- what is that one? Like Nathan something, Nathan Fillion. Is that a video game? Or uh, uh, Uncharted? Uncharted? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, like, the Uncharted guy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess you didn't think so. I thought so. I, I was. I didn't play the game much, but I didn't get that vibe at all. I mean, that's your – I'm not going to say I, I didn't yeah. see that. But I, he did look cleaned up compared to weird-haired Bardos. Right. No, and it, I, I thought it looked a lot like him, too. I mean, I guess we picked that up in Season 2 also, but um, – Yeah. So then we have uh, Stranger Martha at Tan House's – uh, machine shop and I did note that it says on the wall that it was established in 1842 so this is 1888 so that that might give us a little bit of a time frame too for when Sick Mundes started was 1842 mm-hmm. um, and let's see 1842 is 46 years so it doesn't fit on the 33 year cycle from 18. no uh, and we see the stranger. He's made a lot of progress on that machine, and he's getting it. He's starting to get it set up. Yeah, yeah, it's almost done. Mm-hmm. All right. So then the uh, we have the ninjas at the volume control, and one of them is red. The other one is yellow, and the yellow one does say C block in red. So the mm-hmm. doors are a little bit different. And we see Ulrich going into the caves with a lighter, and he's using that uh, to light his way and he sees the thread then we see hannah looking at the gun and the passport we go back to stranger martha she replaces the letter and uh so she puts the watch down too yeah and the pocket watch too um so i don't know where we seen jonas with the pocket watch at all i don't think so yeah so i don't know why she would deliver the pocket watch the pocket watch does say for martha or for charlotte well, it was Tanhouse's pocket watch, and that is at Tanhouse's shop. Right. So maybe that's a way to somehow get it back to the blind Tanhouse. Is that? Uh, but we saw him killed. Oh yeah. I don't that's know. how they got it in the first place. Was they killed him? Unless right. they—I I can't remember. But when they killed him, I can't remember if it was the Prime World or the Alternate World. But I'm pretty sure that it was the Prime World. Okay. Well, then I don't know what she was doing with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex and Charlotte. They uh, they walk into the power plant. There are the yellow barrels there. Um, the ninjas turn the volume control. And Alex opens the barrel. And all of these things are all happening at the same time. Uh, Ulrich sees the let there be light door. We see Noah taking Elizabeth to the bunker to be with younger Noah. And uh, then we see Hannah going into labor. She, so she's bloody. Um, we're finally seeing this labor. I was glad that we weren't going to have to wait a really long time for that. Katerina and uh, we see Katerina and Mikkel as well. They're just kind of consoling each other. It seems like they're freaked out by what's going on. Then old Egon is at Hannah's house. And so, you know, this is one of the ones where I was very confused by this because uh, Ulrich has to maintain his family life 
lifeline, but this isn't all, or Egon, sorry, Egon has to maintain his family's lifeline, but this isn't Egon's child that Hannah is pregnant with. Yeah, well, it must be making a reference back to what's going to happen with Egon and Hannah's child in the 50s. Right. So. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it definitely ties into that, but this is the child of Hannah and Ulrich. I mean, this may show kind of the the imperfections of Eve's plan where she's still trying to control a narrative in a way, maybe. I don't know. Oh, that could be. Yeah, I'm just, like, looking at my character chart right now trying to think of how uh, Egon could be connected to Ulrich. And, um, yeah, yeah, I guess. The music, yeah. What about the music? And the music that's playing, um, I just noted the lyrics that were repeated quite a bit, which were, we promised the world we'd tame it. We will not be the first. Mm-hmm. So kept saying that as the um, barrels are opened and as the apocalypse starts, we promised the world we'd tame it. So I don't know what that's telling us, but then the God particle consumes Martha. Now we see Francesca and Magnus at the lake as the apocalypse takes consumes him yeah uh and i also thought it was really great when they show the ninja's faces all of them are covered in red Mm -hmm. so i thought that that was a uh that was just a really nice touch like visually i thought this was one of the like the best montages we've seen just the way it's filmed and the mirroring and the different colors i really like that yeah i agree so yes so then the apocalypse happens and we do not see anything else we just see the end of the episode um, anything that you notice with like the people and where you think they're going or where, uh, you know, where these different characters end up that are on team Eve when she sends them, like what, what could be the purpose of some of these things? Yeah. Um, no, I really don't. I'm not, I just want to see more at this point. I'm not sure. Yeah. All right. This well, I'll try to like, break down some of it, I guess. Just it to felt like it, context. it. Yeah. It just felt like, um, we were seeing, the end of a lot of characters um so i'm just not sure how much we're going to see some of these people moving forward like magnus and francisca right i think magnus and francisca the that version they're done obviously i mm-hmm. think like they're they're the ones that like we see them actually wiped out i think the same with katarina and mickle i do think the people that eve sends to go and save people that are uh are those people are being saved for a reason like elizabeth is being taken to the bunker so elizabeth is going to play some sort of role that she needs to survive. Elizabeth and Noah need, and young Noah need to survive together. Um, you know, I think the same thing with, uh, with Egon showing up at Hannah's house, it seems like he's showing up there not only to help her like not die during the apocalypse, but also get, successfully give birth to this baby. So whoever, and we don't know whoever Hannah's baby that uh, old Egon is going to help her deliver is probably going to end up being somebody important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the, the prediction I had at the beginning was that this baby that Hannah's having was going to end up being this character that we're seeing, the Three Ninjas character that we're seeing throughout. Mm-hmm. So I do wonder if maybe, um, I, mean, I, I think it's pretty much confirmed that this is Martha and Jonas's child, but that would be an interesting swerve if that was uh, the other way around. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so uh, I think that stuff will be answered. I, I do think, you know, I don't think we've seen the last of alternate Hannah or Elizabeth and Noah, and we need to see, um, we need to see them. 
All right, so let's get into some of our feedback and see uh, see what we've got for this episode, and then we'll get into MVPs and predictions for the next episode. Rob, our buddy Rob, he wrote in and said, how do you keep track of all the different Marthas? That's a whole question? Yeah. How do you keep oh. track of all the different Marthas? Um, scar locations. Um, just, I, I mean based on the reactions of characters around them. I don't know, like the context clues pretty much the way you tell with a lot of kids. All right, so like, yeah, I mean, definitely the context clues, the scar, like you said, but I think too, it's just like keeping track of all, how many different Marthas there are, right? That there's like, obviously Eve is easy to tell, but the, when you get the ones that are all the same age, it's like, okay, we have the one with the scar, we have one that's in this world with Adam, and, you know, like I said earlier, that we have like the three different Marthas. I think if you're not paying close enough attention, it can be very hard to tell which Martha is the one in the alternate world and which one is the one in the prime world. So I think it's just like, yeah, the, the, they do give you some context clues, but it's definitely, definitely requires a little bit of extra effort to keep track of that. And that's kind of why we did this podcast is to help provide some of that background information. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Jeremy, is this the best band name ever? The Five Marthas. I wouldn't say it's the best band name ever, though. I yeah. can think. I can think of. Can you think of a better band name from this episode? Um, I, the no, I can't. Off okay. the top of my head, I guess. Um, yeah, let's see. Alternate World Apocalypse. I think feel like that could be like a a good metal name. The origin. The origin. The seed. Yeah. The origin and the seed. I feel like that could be like an email band. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I uh, the five Marthas. If there was, if there were five band members all named Martha, I think that would work. All right. Well, that's all we had for questions. So light load on questions today. All right. Let's do our MVPs. Go ahead. Who is your MVP for the episode? Um. Hmm. I will give my MVP. <laughs> of this episode to uh i'll say eve to eve um, all right how come? yeah i just think you know like she's getting her army to where they need to be to set up the end game so um you know having hannah have you know somebody there for her during her pregnancy during the apocalypse protecting um protecting elizabeth uh, protecting Bartos and saving all of them. Uh, yeah, I'll give it to Eve. All right. That puts her in a big lead. Uh, let's see. I think she's probably the one who had the best episode. Um, I'll give it to Claudia just because her and Jonas are uh, at least like moving towards something, but we don't really know what. Um, and she is kind of a pawn, but I'll give I'll give Claudia one, and I guess we'll keep. Do you think we should keep alternate Claudia and regular Claudia separate? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. So we've got alternate Martha with three, Katarina with two, the three ninjas with two, Peter with two, and then with one MVP point so far this season, we have alternate Claudia, regular Claudia, and Jonas. So I guess Jonas could have gotten an MVP considering he he ended up being alive in this episode. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, anything else on this episode before we close the book and look towards episode number seven? Um, 
No, I not really. I'm hoping we go back a little bit smaller for episode seven. Um, you know, I, I know we have a lot of bigger aspects to work out, but I just prefer and I'm able to wrap my head a little more around the smaller emotional issues with character issues within the show. So, yeah, I'd like to see some of those maybe resolved and concluded a little bit more. Right. Um, yeah, I would think that maybe, you know, maybe we go small before we go really big in the finale. Um, this is the penultimate episode. So usually those are either mm-hmm. like we get huge twists in the penultimate episodes or we get a setup. So and I, I guess Dark doesn't really do the penultimate like other shows do. Nope. Um, yeah. All right. So the next episode is called Between the Time. So that makes me think that we are not getting something small. If it's called Between the Time, though. It's probably the third world introduction. That's what I was thinking, too, is we're going to get the third world. Because there's gonna... the past, the present, and, like, the here and now. Or yeah, the, yeah, well, in here and now, we actually did have here and now referenced again in this episode. Yeah. So I have not looked ahead to see what the title of the finale is, but I really feel like here and now has got to be the runaway candidate for what the finale title could be. Yeah, it's definitely something that's been repeated a lot. Some yeah. sort of term that's Some been frame. repeated a lot. Or the switch. It could be called the switch, maybe. The also. focal point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, a couple of things that I think we still need to see, at least for this, hopefully in this next episode, is I think we need to see Ulrich ending up in the 80s when Mads is going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think we really probably need to see where some of the people that Adam sent, where they went, what missions he sent them on. So Agnes and Celia and... Um, and well, I guess we saw Francisca and Magnus, but when we have not seen where Charlotte and Elizabeth are going, so I think we need to see that as well. Yeah. And I'm curious as to why Hellgate, alternate Hellgate needs to stop Ulrich, what that's about. Right. Exactly. Yes. I'm, uh, I didn't think we were going to get that much of these two, but I think we really are. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we need to see Hannah as well. The prime version of Hannah with her giving birth and all of that. Yeah, it's a lot to cover here. Yep. So we've got two episodes to do it. So the next episode is Between Time. So we'll be recording that one uh, on Saturday, July 4th. And then we'll do our feedback show either on Sunday the 5th or or Monday the 6th. So get your emails into us uh, for both the next episode and also for for that feedback show. That email address is digestingdarkpod at gmail.com. And you can follow us individually. I'm on Twitter at Brooks ZA. And I'm Aaron J.A.Y. Brooks. All right. And we will see you next time for Between the Time. See ya.